Welcome to the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your employees all the information they need to be successful at their jobs. Now, let's get started with the show. Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done, Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and many, many more. Before I introduce today's guest, uh, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. And Sophie, you may be able to relate to this, but if you've had team members ask you the same questions over and over and over again, and you may spend this is the 10th time you spent explaining it. There is actually a better way. There is a solution. Sweet Process is actually a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And I was talking to uh, one of the founders, Owen. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations. So um, they, you know, you can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team. And there's a 14-day free trial, no credit cards required. If you're interested in testing it out, go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process. Uh, I am excited to introduce Sophie Blay. And Sophie is the COO of Wealthco. And their mission is simple. It's to provide personalized advice in direction to their clients through trust and transparency. And they do things in assets, uh, asset management, insurance, and much more. Sophie, thanks for joining me. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So talk a little bit about what Wealthco does. We call ourselves the Wealthco Group of Companies. And the reason being is we've got different arms underneath the, the umbrella. We've got a portfolio management firm called Wealthco Asset Management. Uh, we also do insurance and estate planning, as well as financial planning and group benefits. And so our mission is a little different than most firms in that we work directly with um, entrepreneurial CPAs in order to deliver an integrated advisory experience to them and to their clients. And the idea being is that the CPAs often are the trusted advisor for clients, and they look to them for a lot of different advice and they need to have a trusted source to provide that advice and that support. So, you know, talk about the evolution over the last 10 years. 10 years ago, was it, were you really focused on entrepreneurial CPAs? So we've always, so our firm has been around for 20 years. Um, I joined the firm 10 years ago and there was two people. So there was David, our CEO and founder and his right-hand person. And, you know, He'd always worked with CPAs. Both he and I came from more of the, the larger institutional sales side of things. And when he started the business, he knew that he wanted to work with the accountants. Um, he believed there was great opportunity there. And so we have always worked with them. We've really, I, I say we've kind of honed our craft, especially over the last five to six years, into being really specific about how we provide those firms with coaching, with advice and how we can best get the synergy working uh, between, between them and us and, and ultimately the clients. You know, I imagine, you know, working with entrepreneurial CPAs um, has helped shape what you do. What were some of the demands? Now, I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, demands of the entrepreneur, what did they want from you 
throughout the years that have shaped kind of some of the services you provide or branches you started? Yeah, I, I think, you know, basically is CPAs by nature are conservative. So they want to make sure that you're... So is entrepreneurial CPA kind of like an oxymoron or no? no. <laughs> well, I think, you know, not really no. because a lot of them are. And, you know, when I look at some of the great CPAs that we have relationships with and we've been able to work with um, over the years and continue to work with, they want to work with their clients. They are creative in what they're doing. They're planners. They're, they're, they've got good ideas. What they don't want to do is they don't want to partner with somebody who will add risk unnecessarily to their clients. So, you know, we've got a portfolio management arm. They're not looking for somebody that manages money in a way that's, you know, we're going to put it all on black in Vegas, right? They want to know that your philosophy is very much in line with theirs. And our investment management philosophy is very um, pension oriented. It's very endowment oriented. It's, you know, growth at a steady and reasonable rate. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's a stereotype with entrepreneurs of being maybe shooting from the hip, but, but I've met many, like so many that are super conservative and they just wanted to control their own destiny. And so, you know, even when they start first started, maybe they kept their full-time job while they started and then, you know, turn that on once they had enough revenue. So they just handled it in a conservative fashion, you know? Yeah. Well, I think if you look at a lot of the, you know, if I look at a lot of the firms that we're working with, and, and again, you and I chatted a bit earlier about the difference between the CPA world in the US and Canada. And, you know, things are changing. If, if we look at here in Canada in particular, the banks are doing personal tax returns. The banks are doing corporate tax returns. They've got planners. They're looking to effectively steal the CPA firm's lunch. And the larger firms are able to, they, they've made put, put all that stuff in house, but a lot of the smaller to mid-sized firms don't have that opportunity. And so in working with us, they actually have the opportunity to be able to compete, to create residual revenue and effectively grow their business and grow their multiple. Yeah. So you create this kind of wing for these entrepreneurial CPAs. So we're trying to do. Yeah. That's exactly. awesome. When, before we hit record, you also mentioned something about investment style. So I'd love to hear your investment style. And you said, bring, bring pension investment style. And mm -hmm. I'd love to hear what, what you meant by that. Yeah, sure. So, you know, it's really interesting. And, and I've been in this business for, I hate to say how long, but over 25 years. And, you know, so you were like, you were like five when you started. Right? Oh, you know what? I'll talk to you. <laughs> so, you know, really what, what normally happens, especially for smaller clients. And, and again, even for clients that have a, a million dollars in assets, they don't have access to alternatives like private equity, real estate. It requires larger sums of money to be able to adequately diversify in there. And so what we did, we Early on, we recognized the need for those those leaves, those investments to be to be part of a, a client's portfolio. And the pools that we have, which are proprietary pools, do have that pension focus, right? So you've got equity. I'm just getting into some details, so I apologize. But you've got equity, you've got fixed income, you have alternative income, and also some alternative growth, some private private equity. And really, what you're doing is you're you're smoothing out the ups and the downs. And that's what resonates with the CPAs as well, right? So when the markets are running really high, we're never going to be as high 
But when the markets are in the tank, we're never going to be that low either. And so really, when we look at the pensions, especially in Canada, um, that's the experience they've provided. Um, and the endowment south of the border is the same thing, right? That's you're generating regular income. And for us, we believe that everybody should have an opportunity to invest that way, not just those that have a lot of wealth. So, so my question, so someone hears you talk, you know, like Sophie sounds really knowledgeable. I love this. Um, they go to wealthco.ca, they check it out. Do they have to go through their accountant to work with you or can they go to you directly? So we have um, most of our clients, like I would say today, historically, they came to us by various routes. Some were through CPA firms, some weren't. Um, but today, the lion's share of our clients actually do come to us through their accounting firms. If somebody were to come off the street and not work with an accountant, we would certainly um, work, try to accommodate them or we would provide them with a referral to an accounting firm so that they could get kind of that full service um, mm. planning through it. Got it. We also talked about the importance of people, all right? And people versus technology. What are your thoughts on that? So I don't think it's people versus technology. So we always <laughs> say that we're a technology-abled company. Yeah. And it's interesting. We actually talk about our technology as being a teammate and making sure that we're working with that technology to deliver a wow client experience. And so, you know, I, they work together. And, and I, my belief is you will never be able to replace people totally and that ability to connect that ability to build a really strong team to support you know the firms to support our clients is super important we spend a lot of time and invest a lot of time in our people and getting to know them and making sure that we help them be the best they can be so that they can then deliver the same to the cpas and to the clients i want to talk about streamlining the operations of a company and how it's a lot like sales. But before I ask it, you know, you just mentioned technology. So I'm, I'm curious, your, some of your favorite software and hardware that you use on a daily basis. And you, you know, I know we were talking about one of the hardware pieces you use. So I'd love to hear some of the things that you, you, you know, your go-tos. It could be an app, it could be a software or a hardware. Sure. So we were actually talking about my Surface Pro and um love you made me you made me want to buy one after we were talking about it <laughs> you know what we invested in the surface pro this is my second maybe the third surface pro and part of the reason why we did is we're we're not an apple organization we're a pc organization but with a lot of travel and when we still could travel before covid it is a really light but super powerful pc and so you can use it like a tablet so on the plane it's great but you can also, there's a keyboard that's attached. And so everything is in here. It's perfect. So I'd say that that's my favorite little piece. Um, in terms, You said of there's stuff, a pen though. Like what do you use the, the, pen, the stylus thing for? If I turn it over and I turn yeah. it, like, if I turn it to be a tablet, I just yeah. write. And it can convert that to text. I can work in, you know, I can work in OneNote. I do a lot of work in OneNote. That's mm. if you want to talk about applications that I love. OneNote is, you know, like my brain, um, all of the different aspects of the business, different mm -hmm. pieces are there. I take my notes there and do my one-on-one -on -one meetings with my team. Everything's kind of captured in OneNote mm -hmm. uh, place. We're a Microsoft shop. We about 18, well, about 24 months ago, we decided that uh, given our growth and where we wanted to go, that we would invest in kind of one major platform. And so Microsoft is what we use. And 
and what we've been spending our time on and things like that. Spent, I did a bit of work with Sweet Process and they, you know, really like what they've come up with as well in terms of making things simple is the hardest thing you can do. And so, you know, I, I like to simplify. I actually started on the sales side of the business keeping things concise, making things understandable has always been what's motivated me to, to, to work. And so that's, that's just a game changer. I think is that the more you can simplify your business, the easier it is to articulate what you do, the easier it is for your clients to understand what you do and, and how to work together. Any other apps, app software technology Apps recommendations? Well, I love my podcast. Um, app that I okay. Use. What do you use? <laughs> Just Apple Podcast. Oh, Apple Podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, another one that I use a lot of is it's called NPass, which is a password app. Mm. That's huge. Nice. I like LastPass. I use LastPass. Like, so I started with LastPass, and then I forget why I made the change, but I made a move to NPass probably six years ago. NPass. Okay. Yeah, I think I was on a. I was at an event. And I think someone used one password and I said a last pass and they, they were like really passionate about um, what they used. And they were like trying to convince me. I'm like, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not that passionate about it, but um, so from the streamlining side of things, streamlining the operations of a company is a lot like sales. What do you mean by that? So, you know, it's interesting. About four years ago, my business partners asked me if I'd be willing to step in in a more full-time capacity on the operational side of our business. Um, we started as individuals. We had our different our blocks of business. We came together and we all really were salespeople working towards things and understood the need to create more process around what we were doing to systematize so that we could grow because you can't grow if you can't replicate yourself, if you can't replicate the work. And I thought it would be a lot different. Even, even though I've been involved in pieces of our operations all the way through as a small company, you have to. But what I think the biggest piece was is operations isn't so much just about being inside your office and closing the door. It's a ton about relationships, which is just like sales. It's also a lot about team. And on the sales side, your team's a little bit different. But on the operational side, it's that same type of work. You're working to help people recognize and realize their potential. You're motivating people to take action, which is what you do in sales. And, you know, all of that ties together. Communication is another huge part about um, sales versus operations. And I think that's why I've had a certain amount of success on the operational side, because I bring my sales personality and who I am and how I like, I, I like getting to know people. I like getting to know what makes them tick, which enables us to make more progress kind of on the back end of our business. What, what advice do you have for someone who just needs to do more streamlining and simplifying? And it seems like you think about that and you may even do it naturally. Um, if someone's like, this is not my natural way what advice do you have to streamline operations so i i think the biggest piece to streamlining operations and i've had to to remind myself of this a few times is to take a breath and to to step outside of what you're in and look at the bigger picture one of the things i've been 
the last 12 months, I spent a lot of time looking at all of the different um, processes that we have within the company and all of our different divisions. They've been built by different people at different times. And we're talking a lot more about the client journey. So what is the client journey? Whether that client is a CPA firm, an end client who is investing with us or purchasing insurance, whether it's a vendor that's working with us, how do we want that to work? What, what are the things that, what are the outcomes we're looking for? Which is not much different than what you see a lot from a technology perspective, right? Is what is the client journey? And if you can determine what that client journey is, you can then slot the different pieces in there. And you know what, just because you've done it one way, doesn't mean it has to be done that way going forward. I love that. Um, I mean, we, all, we should all think about that, the client mm-hmm. journey. What are some of those pieces you put in place that would be fun to share as part of the client journey? So I'll share. So we've been working on a project. We call it the WOW Client Experience. And, you know, one of the things that I've always naturally done in my life, it's I'm that person that picks the right gift. I'm the person that tries to remember birthdays, holidays, special occasions. And so there's always a little something. And and we've, we've been working to build that through our entire company. And we've empowered actually each team member to deliver a wow client experience. If they hear something from a client or from a CPA or, or anything like that. They want to send a note. They want to send a gift. They can. Um, we're in the process of finishing up. We call it our wow menu where our team members can actually pick and choose. And then our administrative, our, our business services team will deal with the logistics of it. But it is a way to make, you know, oftentimes it is very transactional, much more personal. And I think that that's how you differentiate yourself in the world we are in today. So Thanks for sharing that. I love that. What, what's an example on the wow menu? So there's a few things on the wow menu. Like there's the standard, there's like flowers, there's chocolates. Um, you know, we've done different things. We, we actually, for our clients that have babies, we'll do an RESP contribution. So that's kind of our, our welcome to the world's gift for them. Um, some other things that we do. I thought you were going to say you send them a babysitter. <laughs> no, but we should. You know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Have a night on us. Here's a babysitter. <laughs> you know, we've done different things. Um, you know, if a client is in a new house or, or CPA is getting into a new house, might send pizza on their first day, nice. right? The day that they're moving in. Um, we're looking at a bunch of different different options right now like we've done these these are yetis we love the yetis yeah so there's- i always love hearing these ideas so I, it's funny you say this because i just listened to i listened to this a couple of times because i'm a slow learner but i listened to never lose a customer again by joey coleman it's okay. turn any sale into a lifelong loyalty in 100 days and he maps that helps you map like think about mapping out your first 100 days of a client journey and so i always like getting creative fun ideas so that's why i asked yeah. Well, and you know, it's really like the sky's the limit when it comes to this kind of stuff. I truly, truly believe there's, you know, in our interview process, we try, don't always remember to ask what their 20. And this, I got this from Cameron Harold um, from the CO Alliance was what is your $25? What's your, your indulgence, right? Your $25 indulgence. And so we'll try to do that as well. When we're interviewing, we'll, we'll find out what somebody likes 
they always have a card when they start normally a little gift. And it just, they're, that wild client experience isn't just for clients. I believe we have to deliver a wild client experience to our team as well. They're our number one, yeah. like they're our number one resources, our people. Totally. Sophie, I have one last question, but first I just want to thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. And I have also listened to, I think, all of Cameron Harold's books on, <laughs> on Audible before I love his work. Yeah. Um, people can check out wealthco.ca. You can check out Sweet Process. You can check out more episodes of the podcast. Um, my last question, Sophie, is sure. can I go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. So just if you if so if a CPA firm is interested in in looking at the integrated advisory process, I would actually go to www.integratedadvisory.ca. So that's the landing page uh, for that line of our business. So that's where I would go. Integratedadvisory.ca. Any other yeah. places we should point people towards? Um, that and our website. Those are the two best spots okay. to go. But just the so wealthco.ca integratedadvisory.ca, especially if you are a CPA, uh, a CPA firm. Cool. Yeah. Last question. Your $25 indulgence. Oh, that's a great question. So I like to read. Mm -hmm. And I think that my $25 indulgence, I do, and I do a lot on audio now, would be to get a book. I'd buy the actual book. Oh, so by the book. Not, so you and are you a big audible? So person? I am a I am I am a big audio, yeah, a big okay. audible person. But there are some books that they're just not the same. You need to have them, you know, in and I've got a whole bunch of them around me here right now, but where you want to have the actual hard copy of the book. Mm. And so chocolate is always nice, but so I lied. Okay, that's not my last question. My last question, because I would love to know your favorite books. What are, what are some of your favorite books? Oh, that's a great one. So business books? Yeah, business books. Business books. So I am a huge, we implemented traction in our firm. So we want to talk about yeah. process. I've talked to Gino Wickman, yeah. So Gino's um, traction is my Bible. It's I've read that book probably a dozen times over the last six years since implementing it in the firm. Uh, another one, I love Cameron's Meeting Sucks. We share that actually with all of our team. Uh, difficult conversations. I find that, you know, that whole idea about communication and, and making sure you say what you mean and what you say, that's another good one. What else do I have sitting here? Um, some of the other, some of the other good books I'm actually reading or listening to right now, the book from Disney CEO, oh, Bob Iger, Bob Iger book, yes. um, which is fantastic. You know, measure what matters by drawer. Like, you know, I, I think for me, it's a balance between running a really efficient and effective business and about people and motivating people and being a great leader and coach. So my books usually fall under those categories. Sophie, I want to be the first one to thank you. This was awesome. Everyone check out their website, um, wealthco.ca and integratedadvisory.ca and, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. 
Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial. Hi, this is Owen, the CEO and co-founder here at Sweet Process. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast interview, uh, actually, you know what I want you to do? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That way we get more people aware of the good stuff that you get here on this podcast. Again, go on to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Looking forward to reading your review. Have a good day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.